Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So I will jump into the big news of the week, the surprise launch of Halo Infinite multiplayer. They ca- they're calling it a beta, but basically it is the multiplayer that we have experienced so far in the flight test, the alpha test, whatever you want to call them, is free to play. So it's available on Steam, it's available on the Xbox app, it's available on your Xbox One, Xbox Series S, X, whatever you have, whatever Microsoft platform you have, it will have it on there. <laughs> Obviously, not a 360 or anything like that, but you get what I'm saying. Basically, it's there and it is glorious, it is amazing. I was already excited to jump into Halo this year not just for the story and everything like that, just because I felt like there was, there was something, there was an aura around this year's Halo that made me quite excited as an, an Halo fan, as a Halo fan that kind of fell off, sort of, you know, because of 5, 4 was okay, 5 did not really hit with me when it comes to the campaign, but the multiplayer was quite fun. The Master Chief Collection was great, but like, I just, I, I don't know, there was something about that multiplayer that like, it just... In terms, of the mod- in terms of modern standards was not holding up for me, at least. I know for a lot of people, that's not the case. A lot of people love that whole collection. But for me, for whatever reason, it was not clicking. And like, you know, it was it was something about it and I just kind of dropped off. And Halo Infinite, everything that they were kind of showing, everything that they were saying about it, I was like, okay, this is everything that I want in a Halo game. And I, But, you know, there was always a thing of, okay, but what's the catch? What's, what's going to go wrong? What's going to happen? that you know I'm not aware of yet. And they showed the flight stuff, they, they let us jump in, play the alpha, and I was already sold. I was like, oh my God, this is actually really good. So the only thing that we're waiting on is the campaign. And that's the one that's coming out in December, not too long, long from now. And obviously, like campaign aside, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going for the campaign because that's kind of what I love a lot. I love the story aspect of it, but the multiplayer is a, a huge part of it as well. For me, it's always 60-40 where 60% is the campaign and then 40% the multiplayer. And that 40% of this entire package is already hitting so hard. I mean, it's a concurrent user, like the, the number is ridiculous. It's like 270,000 yeah, 270, concurrent users at one, one time on Steam. And that's just Steam. That's not taking into account the Xbox app. It's not taking into account Xbox One or the series consoles. So it is, it's great that a lot of people are jumping into this game and are really excited about this game. And a lot of people who never really played Halo are jumping into this game just because it is free. It is a free-to-play game. So you're able to jump in. You're able to kind of enjoy the the thing that obviously, you know, I think the question that arises when something is free-to-play is, okay, so how do they make money? How do they monetize this? And in this case, there is, of course, battle, a battle pass. They have, like, you know, you, these credits you can buy to go into a shop and buy certain kinds of armor, stuff like that. Something that stuff that we already know. The issue that a lot of people are kind of bringing up at the moment is that the battle pass progression isn't the quickest. 
um, the only way to progress in the battle pass is by doing certain challenges. So it might be to get certain kills using a specific weapon. It might be to play specific modes. It might be to do specific things on a specific map in a specific mode. I don't know if it's, if it's that detailed, but it's basically asking you to do challenges. You might have the best day ever in a Halo game. You might be getting like 100 kills, no deaths. You might have been carrying your team and helped them win. You might have been the one that brought it home in that capture the flag game, but you will not get any XP unless you complete any of those challenges. So there is a bit of a, a weirdness with that. They have kind of rectified that a little bit. Um, like I bought the season pass and I have been leveling up, but because I have been focusing on looking at the challenges and doing those challenges, right? So that was, like I was focusing on that specifically. And even then it is kind of slow. So they have added this thing where every time you play a game, you get like 100 XP and you need 1000 XP to, to, to level up once, right? So overall, it's not too bad that way. You're getting 100 XP per game. A game takes 15 minutes, you know, 100 times 15, uh, 10 times 15, sorry. It's like around two, two and a half hours, depending how it goes. Not always 15 minutes long. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's less. But it's like two to three hours, let's just say, to like rank up once, right? And it's, it's, it's bad, but it's not bad either, considering that this season is supposed to go on until May. But like, obviously, I feel like we can discuss that another time because that is a whole other thing. They're working on it. It is a beta and they have kind of said that, yep, we are addressing this. We know that this is an issue. You have told us about it. So we're going to work on this. So, which is great. I'm hoping that they do. Since everything that Xbox and Halo and 343 Industries, everything they've done so far has been great, that I feel like they, they are taking this seriously. They do want to make sure that, you know, we are happy with this and that they, I'm sure they're not going to just be like, yep, nope, sorry. That's just how it is. So I just want to go back to Halo Infinite. Already put like around seven hours on the PC. I put in maybe like an hour or so on the Xbox and both sides just amazing. Love playing it with the mouse and keyboard. Also love playing it with, with the with the gamepad with an Xbox controller. Like I, I I don't know which one's better. I that that's up to you. But either or whatever you play with, you're gonna have a good time. The crossplay is always enabled, so there's no way to kind of go based off of input or you know, kind of just be Xbox only or PC only. They haven't done that yet. Hopefully they will fix that in the future. But at the moment it's kind of like that. I mean, like I said, like I've played it with a controller on my Xbox and I was doing pretty well there. And the same same way I was playing with mouse and keyboard on my PC and I was doing well there. So I don't I don't know if there's a big gap between the two because I've heard both sides. But in my opinion, I feel like it's okay. You can let me know what you think. But I played a bunch of it and I keep on wanting to play it. Like as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'll probably jump in for a little bit as well and play a couple of rounds because it is just so good. It is like the it, it I'm surprised that it launched. It had so many people jump in and it did not crash. I had no server issues. I was able to log in, no problem. I was able to customize my character, do everything I wanted, no problems at all. It is ridiculous. Like Microsoft has done such, such a good job. Like look at what's happening with Battlefield. Look at what happened with even with Forza actually. Uh, you know, I know my Forza's own is a Microsoft property and everything like that, but it, it's just crazy how much work went into Halo Infinite that when it came out, it was seamless. There was no issues. People would jump in and were having a blast. And if you haven't played this game, it is free to play. If you have a PC, if you have any Xbox, just jump in. If you don't have any of those, 
maybe this might be the thing that that convinces you to be, maybe even check out an xbox series s right or even maybe get into pc gaming at some point or check out xcloud because i don't know if there's games on xcloud just yet but i'm pretty sure it should be right but like you know this might be the thing that sells you on xcloud but like it is a great game it is my favorite multiplayer game of the year for sure and like i'm looking i'm thinking i'm thinking about it a little bit as i'm saying this right now but it's definitely in my top 10 game of the year again this is without the campaign so if the campaign hits oh my god this is going to be like the top three but like without the campaign itself it is in my top 10 for the game for for this year and i play a lot of games so this is I, i'm i'm in love with halo I, I hope you're having a good time with it. And like, let me know. Let me know if what you think about the game. And like, if you want to play with me, let me know. I'm going to play some big team battle, do some capital flag. It'll be a good time. So the next thing I want to go on to is the Game Awards and the Game of the Year nominees for the Game Awards. So the Game Award nominees were announced quite recently. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. No, it was two days ago. Yeah, it was two days ago. And I mean, let's just say that people have thoughts right people will have thoughts about the nominees i think more specifically for the ones that are for game of the year itself i haven't like looked at everything category but when it comes to game of the year itself that was kind of my main focus as well so i'm just gonna i'm sorry i was just bringing that up at the same time as i was speaking and the game of the year nominees for the game awards itself is Deathloop, it takes two metroid dread psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart and Resident Evil Village. So all six of these games, I have played all six of them. Yep, I played all six of them. Deathloop is the only one that I haven't finished yet, but the other five I have finished. Um, it takes two, I've already kind of talked about it, how that was a game that a lot of people weren't talking about. I'm glad that people are, since it does seem like it has been nominated for a game of the year, and it deservedly so. It's such a great game. Uh, Sav Silva and I had such a wonderful time. This is like one of our favorite games of the year if not our favorite game of the year. Metroid Dread, I talked about recently, a wonderful game. This was like my entry into Metroid and I loved it and I, and I wanted to keep playing it, but I was done, unfortunately. there's I just wish there was more to do in that game so I can just jump back in. But Metroid Dread, again, a fantastic Nintendo Switch game. Really, really wonderful. Resident Evil Village, if you're a Resident Evil fan, if you like Resident Evil 7 even a little bit, this was awesome. It was such a fun time. It was such a great game. I really enjoyed it. Not as scary, as the other ones but still it was a fun game and it de definitely deserves to be here ration clank rift apart i've that, that was kind of my personal game of the year sort of right now like i said it's kind of going all over the place with all these good games coming out but it is kind of like my personal one at the moment sort of again great game platinum did really loved it psychonauts 2 oh my god i i, I mean i was raving about this before i love psychonauts 2 i played psychonauts 1 in preparation for psychonauts 2 and I thought I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm like, Second Arts 1 is a drag. I'm not enjoying this, but like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just get through this. Let's finish this game. But when I play Second Arts 2, oh my God, it was such a wonderful game. Such a great game. Everything just so, so creative. Tim Schafer, I love you if you're if you're listening to this somehow. You're like an amazing, just a, a creative mind. It's, 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 he's, he's a genius. Uh, bring back Brutal Legend, please. I, I would like a sequel if possible. And Deathloop, of course, I'm still kind of going through that right now. I would phrase that, but I can totally see why I got nominated for Game of the Year. It was such a cool concept, really great gameplay, the atmosphere, the music, and everything like that. So well done. Now, I think we definitely should talk about like some of the games that weren't in this. My opinion, Hitman 3 should have been in this. Hitman 3 was such a wonderful game. 
I really, really liked that game. It was like one of the first games that came out in 2021. And I feel like that was one of the reasons that I got left behind. Although It Takes Two did come out like around February, March as well, like earlier this year. But still, I'm surprised that Hitman 3 didn't really get a lot of recognition. Although it was, you know, the best Hitman, first of all, and just one of the best games of the year, like period, you know, it was such a good game. So I'm just surprised why that was snubbed. The second one, of course, I think this was something that I was just talking about recently and my video about this is probably going up tomorrow, I believe. But for the Horizon 5, how is that not a game of the year contender? Like that game is wonderful. I get that it's a racing game, but this is kind of the same thing with like Oscars or the, or the Academy Awards with, you know, uh, comedy films not winning uh, Oscar for best film or superhero movies not winning best picture. Like it just... It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, no, like if it's a good film, it's a good film. It doesn't need to like make you cry or, or anything like that or be like super depressing. It can be fun. It can be fun and be the best film of the entire year. Similarly, for Game of the Year stuff, like obviously like you can see stuff that's kind of all over the place. But like, I'm, I'm surprised like Forza Horizon 5, like fine, there's no story. But have you played the game? The game is fantastic. Not only is the gameplay good, it's, it does so many things with that genre that hasn't been done before. And like, it just feels, it, it, it's frustrating that that's just being left behind. That we're not talking about that anymore. It's just like, yeah, yeah, Forza Horizon 5 is great. Game Pass, all this stuff, we're having a fun time. But no, no it's not game of the year though. It's like, what? How are you, like, who's, how are you deciding this? I, I'm surprised they got left out. I hope that other, other outlets recognize Forza Horizon 5 for, for how wonderful of a game that is. But definitely that was a big snub as well. Like I'm surprised that they didn't. I mean, I guess because of when it's coming out, because Halo Infinite's coming out December, um, December eighth, and obviously the nominees are already out for this one. So you, I think you, you're supposed to have your game out by November twelfth or something like that. So I, I, I wish like they waited like a week or so more to like do all this because, like Halo Infinite, just that multiplayer itself. I honestly do think that could have been a game of the year contender on its own based on just what I played. It, it kind of reminds me of Overwatch when Overwatch won game of the year. And that was a fully focused like multiplayer game, you know, full price game as well. And everyone was kind of questioning like, are you, are you sure? Like, why is this full price and everything? And everyone loved that game. Like every, the, the, the game took over the world. I mean, look at how big Overwatch is in general. Uh, you know, obviously putting everything with that company aside for now for this conversation. But game of the in terms of game of the year, one game of the year. So I'm just surprised that Halo Infinite, the the multiplayer, they couldn't find a way to kind of put that in here because I do feel that it is at that same level, if not better. And it's just something that because it's a free, it is free to play. Similar to like I think Fortnite got nominated too, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I'll 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 look into that later. But the main thing is that Halo Infinite should have gotten some recognition for game of the year. I do feel that it is something that's you know been left behind, unfortunately. Some other ones that I feel that they should have kind of put in there. I know that they kind of put them all over the place in like, you know, best action game, best indie game, best this game, like stuff like that. But like in terms of game of the year, I know they put like six games first of all. I do think they should like make this a little bit larger, maybe put 10 games for game of the year contendership or whatever. You know, like just because getting nominated for game of the year itself is such a huge thing, right? Because... It, it is funny, like obviously it's like, it's, it, I feel like it's like a meme, right? It's like a thing of like, oh, I'm just so happy to be nominated. But in this case, it does bring some, some of these games to the forefront, like to the mainstream audience. People that might not know about It Takes Two will now know about It Takes Two. 
Some people that don't know what Psychonauts 2 will now know that you can play that game and play on Game Pass. And you can play It Takes Two on Game Pass as well. You know, so like, I just I just wish that they, they up the uh, the amount of um, Game of the Year contenders that they can have is because it does help to get these games elevated and because there are more than six Game of the Year contenders. Like, believe me on that. One of the games was Death's Door. I'm surprised that I haven't played that game, but I've played enough to say that that is a wonderful, wonderful, amazing game with an amazing soundtrack. And like that should have been in this conversation as well. I'm just surprised that some of these games are, are being missed. And like I said, like maybe because maybe because it is an indie game, right? I'm not sure if that's the sole reason behind it. But, you know, I, I okay, like fine, like you put in the indie thing, but it should still be in this contendership. You can, you can put it on both, right? Similarly, Chicory. Chicory was also such a wonderful game with the whole painting, the art style and all that stuff. I can't believe that that was just completely forgotten about as well because it it was a fun game and had a really really cool story and i'm sure i'm, I'm pretty sure it got nominated for best indie game if i'm not mistaken I, I feel like it got nominated for something else but you know not this and this was such a you know it, it should be in this category and i feel like obviously there's a lot of other games that i'm i'm missing because i'm like thinking about the games that i played um this year itself and like i just i don't know why i'm blanking at the same time because i'm you know i'm speaking i'm, I'm thinking about it at the same time but there's so many other games that I'm sure could do with being in, the, in this thing. And, you know, like, I just feel like it's like a missed opportunity. But, like, in terms of me personally right now, um, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is at the top. Um, I don't think that will win Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll go to either Deathloop or even um, Metroid Dread. I feel like it might be between those two mainly. Um, but Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is, the, is my favorite game of the year so far. You know, not far behind is our, our games like It Takes Two, Hitman Three. Not far behind that is stuff like Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts Two, uh, you know, Metroid Dread, all that stuff. And like right in there is just kind of almost like an umbrella around everything right now is Halo Infinite, the multiplayer. Because I don't know where to slot that in. I honestly don't know where to put that in right now because it's just so wonderful, and I just haven't kind of wrapped my 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 head around how wonderful that game is. From that, we can move on to Battlefield, uh, twenty forty two. Uh, and the whole set of issues, whatever's happening with it. I mean, thank God that I did not buy this game at the end of the day. I, I went with, okay, you know what? Let me just check out the early access stuff, right? I have EA Play. I have the Xbox Ultimate Pass and everything like that. So I was able to check out the game for 10 hours. I played the game for an hour and I was already I was already checked out. I honestly thought there was something wrong with my internet initially because I would be pointing at an enemy and shooting them and nothing will register. And sometimes it will register, but other times it wouldn't. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. This makes no sense. And then I look online, and it seems to be an issue that a lot of people are having with. Like, this is just an issue with the game for whatever reason. I don't know if it's like a setting that they put in or some weird thing that happened on their on, on their code side. I don't know what happened. But basically, you're shooting someone, and your bullets are just going all over the place, and a couple might hit. And it makes no sense, if you're especially if you're point blank. It's just, it's really weird. I don't know. If when it will be fixed, but I hope it does get fixed. But like that was like that was like kind of strike one. The other thing was that it I don't know it just it just felt not what I saw in the trailers, right? Like I played the beta or or the alpha whatever it was, and the the mode or the um the map that we played there, I was like okay like this is like this specific map, and there was like there's one area there you can kind of see kind of erupt ish in a sense, and they also kind of put in the um the tornado here and there and i was like okay like that's pretty cool 
right? But I was excited to kind of jump into those maps that we saw in the trailer. But when we go there and we play, I played on that map. I forgot which one it was. We, we kind of see like those big towering buildings and the and the sandstorm and everything like that. Now they're like, okay, like let's jump into this map and it looks cool and everything like that. But it just, it I don't know what it is. I honestly can't put my finger on it. Like I don't know. I don't want to say that like. They, you know, it's something to do with the graphics or anything like that. It just doesn't feel like what I thought it would be. It just felt not empty, but like, just like lifeless almost. Like there was something about it that I thought would be happening, but it just felt like, oh, okay. It's just, it just felt very straightforward in terms of what we were doing. Lots of barren land, lots of empty spaces. And like, like obviously like it didn't help that like anytime we shoot anyone, it would just not register. So it was just not not good that way just not good and and obviously if you go on the battlefield reddit you can see a lot of people complaining about a lot of this and more stuff there's apparently a lot of issues you can't see your scorecard which is kind of ridiculous i'm not sure why uh, but you can't see your scorecard and in general they're just glitches and, and hitches and, and frame drops and this and that and whatever and just issues all over the place no matter how beefy of a pc you might have you, you're probably going to have problems which is what's being reported so far um, even if you update your drivers, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's all over the place. It's unfortunate because out of the three games, COD, Halo, and Battlefield, Battlefield was the one that I thought was a surefire hit. Halo Infinite, I got more sure of once I played the flight, and I'm like, okay, wow, yeah, okay, this looks pretty good. Obviously, we still wasn't, I still wasn't completely sold, but I was sold internally, right? I was like, okay, no, in terms of recommending it to someone, I might be like, you know what, wait until it's out. For me, myself, I was like, yeah, no, this is more Halo... This feels more like Halo 3, Halo, no, not Halo 4, Halo 2, Halo 3, kind of like that, or Halo Reach. I'm like, yep, I'm all in for this. This feels really good. Battlefield and, and COD was the one that I actually thought was going to suffer the most. I was like, nope, COD's not going to play well. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun. The multiplayer doesn't look fun. Instead, I got COD Vanguard, and I've enjoyed multiplayer quite a bit to the point that I'll probably keep playing that. I, I'm, I'm going to the campaign, and I haven't finished that yet, but the multiplayer is quite fun. Halo Infinite already know my thoughts on that loving the multiplayer one of the, my game of the year contenders and whatnot and battlefield battlefield the one that i thought was the surefire hit is the one that's like a dumpster fire right now it is literally in the garbage can and we're trying to get it back out somehow we're heading to the garbage disposal area saying yo can we bring this back can we bring it back to life but honestly i don't know they can probably patch it as much as they want right but is, is this just uh, this is kind of what the point i brought up before was that is this just going to be another battlefield 5 Battlefield 5, at the end of the day, was great once everything was patched. And this game is already miss missing a lot of the original stuff that Battlefield 5 had on day one. So, like, I don't even know. In a year from now, Battlefield 2042 might be amazing, but it might honestly be too late at that point. And that is, it, it honestly just sucks. It sucks because Battlefield, this was this was supposed to be Battlefield's year. And it's just, it, it is surprising that they dropped the ball so hard. So, I'm hoping that DICE can pull this off. But for the near future, COD Vanguard, maybe not not that long. I feel like COD Vanguard, I'm going to probably drop off uh, soon enough. But Halo Infinite is all I need. That's literally all I need for a very, very long while. So next thing I, I quickly want to discuss is Elder Scrolls 6 and this whole thing that's going around about it being an Xbox exclusive. So I'll start off first of all saying that that's a guarantee. I feel like I brought this up about when the Bethesda acquisition was happening or it happened initially. And because they were just going around of like, oh, it might come on PlayStation, it might not, whatever. But like, I, I kind of brought up that, no, like they bought this for a reason. They have to make it exclusive. 
that's the only thing that makes sense. They want you to buy an Xbox. They want you to get Game Pass. If you have a PC, they want you to sign up for Game Pass on PC. They, it makes no sense for them to make such a huge purchase and then say, yep, no, all games are everywhere, everything like that. Like they're not, that's not what Xbox is, like that's not their aim. They're not trying to be 2K or EA or Ubisoft, anything like that. They're not trying to be a publisher for games, right? They're trying to be a publisher for games in a way, but also a console manufacturer and a console seller. And this is what makes sense. And again, like, I don't know why people keep asking them again and again, uh, especially Phil Spencer uh, from, from the Microsoft, from the Xbox side. But basically, someone again brought this up about Elder Scrolls 6 and it being an Xbox exclusive or not. And this is what Phil Spencer had to say uh, in quotes. It's not about punishing any other platform. Uh, like I fundamentally believe all, all of the platforms can continue to grow, end quotes, and then quotes again. But in order to be on Xbox, I want us to be able to bring the full complete package of what we have. And what we what and that will be true when I think about Elder Scrolls 6. That will be true when I think about any of our franchises, end quote. So again, like I know that he didn't say it properly. The main thing is that a lot of people have understood from this, and I finally people are saying that yeah, no, Elder Scrolls 6 is gonna be an Xbox slash PC exclusive. At the same like I, I get both sides in a way. On their side, obviously, they're doing their best to kind of like say it, but they don't want to, you know, like they also don't want to come off, come across a certain way. Uh, you know, they also just want to word it the best way, you know, PR stuff, all that stuff. On on the player side, when they say stuff like this, when it's like, you know, we want to be able to bring the complete package onto Xbox. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Does that mean that you'll get DLC on Xbox and not on PlayStation? Like, I get like the the, the confusion, right? And Phil Spencer will never come come, come out and say that yeah no this is an xbox exclusive and like you might you can argue all you want that he shouldn't do that or he should like i'm i'm more leaning towards that he should con considering the confusion if there was no confusion yeah that's fine considering there is a lot of confusion here again and again at that point i would be like hey look it is an xbox exclusive it's a pc exclusive we hope that you know you would check out xbox game pass or check out an xbox console or check it on your pc like that's all it is because I feel like people keep bringing it up. And because of that, I just wanted to bring it up and just say, we need to move on from this. Bethesda is owned by Xbox and Microsoft, right? Deathloop came out on PlayStation 5. It's going to be on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, next year, it's going to be it's an Xbox property now, technically. The next Deathloop game, whatever it comes out, it's going to be only on Xbox, only on PC. You know, the next uh, Fallout game that comes out is only going to be on Xbox, only on PC, right? Like... Anything that's already out will, will exist on PlayStation, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, all that. But anything, any other thing that you can think of from Bethesda, Doom, you know, Rage even. I actually like Rage. I don't know why people didn't like that game. But Rage even, you know, anything that you can think of from Bethesda is only going to be an Xbox. So I, it's obviously disappointing, right? It's disappointing for a lot of people that only want to be able to get, only can afford uh, to get one console, right? Or maybe you just have... A game PC. Oh, actually, if you have a game PC, you're good. But you get what I'm saying. If you only have a console, and obviously, you know, in this case, it's just it's just PlayStation Five or Nintendo Switch. I don't I actually don't even know if 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 you're a Nintendo Switch owner, if this even bothers you, right? Because, like, I I love my Nintendo Switch, but I can never see myself playing like a game like Witcher Three on that. You know, that's the only console you have. Obviously, that makes sense. But like, like, I don't know, even then it's like, it's like, if I'm so invested in a game like that, I feel like I was like, no, I want to, I want to get it in full glory somehow. Right. Again, 
like I'm talking about this, like, you know, from my ivory tower of source of being able to have multiple consoles and whatnot. But like, it just kind of goes back to one of the, a point that I made way, way back of like, you know, it's not like I have, I'm just like throwing money around left and right and everything like that, right? For me, it was always a thing of like, okay, I want to get a PlayStation 5 and then I want I do want to get an Xbox. And it was a whole idea of, okay, I need to save up money. Like the money that I would spend on a game, I want to put that aside and then put that towards an Xbox. And I did that so I can get an Xbox and I can get Game Pass, right? So for me, it's just like this thing of like, we need to kind of get away from this idea that no, if I have one console, that's the only console I will have. So there's obviously there's two sides of it, right? There's obviously one side of like being able to afford it, which is I think a majority of people. And in that case, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Especially if it's, like, if it's a game franchise that you love and it's going over, I'm pretty sure at that point, you're already contemplating getting that console, right? So it's just a matter of, okay, figuring out how I can, how I can be able to afford that. Again, make sure you're hitting your responsibilities other stuff in your life comes first and then your hobbies come, right? Once you're hitting all your responsibilities, you have money to spare, you, you've already put your stuff in your savings, taking care of everything else, then yeah, like put it towards an Xbox and get an Xbox, have a PS5, have best of both worlds, right? The other thing is when people are like, no, I'm a PlayStation gamer only. No, I'm a, a Nintendo gamer only. And it's like, it's like those people where I'm like, okay, no, we, we need to coexist. That needs to happen. Like there's so many wonderful games on Xbox and obviously a lot of those have come out on PlayStation but they won't be coming out on PlayStation any like and like in the next the next uh, iteration or the next version of that game or whatever whenever that comes out that's not going to be coming on PlayStation anymore all these all these games that were you were used to being on a PlayStation platform it's not going to be on a PlayStation platform anymore so at that point it's like like think about it if you really do love Elder Scrolls that whole franchise and I know there's a lot of people that love that if you love Fallout, if you love Doom, if you loved, if you really enjoyed Deathloop, right? Deathloop is not for game of the year. If you really enjoyed Psychonauts 2, if you really enjoyed Forza, I mean, at that point, you're already an Xbox uh, owner, but you you get you get what I'm getting at, right? If you enjoyed some of these games and you know all these other companies that are under Microsoft now, like Obsidian and uh, Compulsion Games, stuff like that, if you like their games, like you need to think about it in the sense that, okay, those, I love those games. I want to support those developers as well. Plus, you love those games at the end of the day. You love those types of games. You might want to consider picking up an Xbox. Even if, honestly, Xbox Series S is like the perfect companion one. Like I, like I told you, I I, I, my, I still take by why I switched to a Series X after a Series S. And that's mainly because of space. But if you can get past the space issue and just like get used to deleting and reinstalling stuff like that, and you don't have any issue with data caps and all that stuff, then the Series S is honestly perfect. That could be like the perfect way to get in, start playing all these amazing, amazing games. And this is just a start. I know on the Sony side, we're already seeing stuff like God of War, uh, Horizon, all this stuff coming out. But this is what Microsoft has come up with, you know, not even in full force right now. We're, this is what we're getting at the start of, of Microsoft finally kind of getting all these companies to go to go full force on, on everything. Uh, you know, all the cylinders are running at a, at a million or whatever. Like I can only imagine in a couple of years time, the same year that Spider-Man might be coming out on PlayStation 5, that same year, I won't be surprised if we see a new Fable, if we see a new Perfect Dark. If they're like, by the way, here's Elder Scrolls. I don't think Elder Scrolls is that, that close, but maybe a new Fallout, maybe Fallout 76, Fallout uh, New Vegas remastered or remake or whatever, right? I won't be surprised if we start seeing all these hit. And at that point, everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, I need to get an Xbox console. So I know this is this is coming this is weird coming from a person who was mainly a primary like primarily a PS5 
or PlayStation gamer in general, but I'm telling you that you're missing a lot by not kind of giving Xbox the time of day, be it on xCloud, be it on Game Pass, be it on a console. You have so many options that like you should definitely just, if you can, definitely check it out. And with that, we can leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend ahead. Please let me know what you're playing. If you're playing Halo Infinite, if you're playing Hot Vanguard, what do you think about Forza Horizon? And do you really think that Deathloop deserves to win the game of the year or not? <laughs> uh, so let me know what you think and I will see you next time. Bye.